Welcome in, everybody, to the Dogs Basketball Podcast. Here we are. Another episode in on this Monday. I'm Nick Malone, joined by Noah Lurch. Noah, it was a really good game the other night. It was a late one, which, like we said before, we were kind of semi-frustrated with, but we made it, and it was every bit worth of waiting that long for. Yeah, it was a uh, big-time effort and a big-time, a good, solid win getting back home and uh, coming off that one weird uh, conference game and uh, getting back on the non-conference uh, schedule and uh, getting a good win over a decent ball club. Yeah, they were decent. We we talked about, yeah, that one uh, crazy conference game. that We had an idea. We did not know if Lance was going to play in this game. Um, we'll get to that in a second because if he wasn't going to play in this one, yeah, it was going to be a tough game to win. And I'd say he definitely obviously did make a difference. We missed him in the Evansville game. And like we said, if he played – a lot of that game uh, is different. So, yeah, we beat the Golden Eagles 66-41 to 41 by 25 points. Uh, it was close to start out with, but then we pulled away in the second half, knowing we – that's a segue to Lance that we didn't know if he was going to play, and he did. He was in the starting lineup right away, so we're thinking, okay. And we didn't really know anything beforehand, uh, but we found out after the game, we'll just say it now, that he said uh, he didn't practice all week. Uh, and then they talked like right before the game if he was gonna if he was gonna make the call or not. It was kind of his call and how he felt, and he pulled the trigger and played. Yeah, he. Uh, I was there before and watching warmups, and he looked. He looked like his normal self to me. He, he uh, if he's hurting, he, he he's really really good at hiding it. So, uh, but yeah, that's what that's the kind of player he is. He's gonna play through a couple nagging injuries, and uh, yeah, he was. Uh, Back in the lineup, and uh, yeah, really good, really good to have him back. Didn't you say that uh, when you're watching him warm up, he didn't look all that great? He wasn't hitting any of his shots. We know he's got a new hairdo, and uh, I guess at some points in this game, you know, he didn't shoot all that well. He he obviously played well, but you said he wasn't shooting well to start the game, so we kind of wondered going in if he should play or not, right? Yeah, when the warm ups I saw, he was shooting a lot of jump shots and was not hitting. Everybody else was uh, doing their dunks and whatever they do. No, no in-game stuff you'd work on in warm-ups. But yeah, he was shooting a lot of jump shots. Just is mainly threes, and yeah, he's struggling from that this year. So, um, yet to find that groove yet. Yeah, I know. We've always wondered why certain guys or like everybody doesn't. I can understand like Scotty or somebody throwing down dunks for the crowd. But the people that play need to actually take uh, game shots. And obviously, we're, it's just whatever. We just noticed that. We were told that in high school. Uh, so I think that's important. But it didn't translate in this game. Or it didn't matter in this game. Like we said, we won by 25 points. Noah, let's jump into this one. Um, it started off with no points right away. They had a jumper, though. It was back and forth. And then Waylon Naper had a three to kick off. Noah, and then Cash Coupette, who's off. He had a great offensive game in Evansville, and then he started off this one great as well. He had his own 7-0 run for us to start out with a layup of three. I think he's starting. We'll get to how he shot for, from three in this game, but he, like we said, he's relatively open, and he can get him. He doesn't have a lot of arc on his shot, but I, you know, he shot a good percentage and was a good shooter from Little Rock. We've talked about him so far this year and his choice of shots. But he got some to go in this game. He had one there, and then he made a couple free throws. And then here, Lance got right off with a three. So we're up 10-3. to three. Isaiah Moore, no, we'll get to him in a second on how he fared in the second half, uh, made a three in this one. He was a tough guard all first half. Yeah, he was. I seen him in warm-ups, and uh, 
I wondered how a how a team like that got a hold of a guy, an athletic freak of nature like him. And yeah, he was a a problem in the first half. He got going right away. Yeah, he was getting a couple blocks, and he did have his own. Especially with him being able to expand the floor, he's kind of a string bean. But you said, yeah, athletic as heck. Uh, made that three, had a layup, had his own five over run, like I said. Tyler Stevenson got going, hit five of his own. Anthony Noah got in, and once again, Anthony comes in and, and uh, settles everything down and scores honestly when he wants to. When Anthony is at his best, he hasn't shot outside of the paint a lot this year, if at all, maybe one or two shots. He's able to get layups, though, with ease. I think this was an easy pick-and-roll feed from Dalton. Uh, that's whenever they went on a run, though. This tied it when they had a lead. And 12 nothing. no, Anthony, again, just continues to be steady. And like I said, score when he wants to, it seems like at times. Yeah, I don't know how many times uh, we have to talk about he should play more. And uh, when when he plays, positive things happen for this team. And yet again, he found a groove and uh, uh, got to play eight minutes in the first half. And uh, those are all positive for him. Yeah, and we, and we literally said every single time when we see him do something and we're sitting up, sitting up on our seats, we literally just kind of shrug and say, this is what he does. So he did that. Isaiah Moore got on the board to give them the lead back. Noah Steven made a huge three off a of Troy Steele. Uh, I'm pretty sure that one was in transition. And then there was no points for a long time. We mentioned tweeting that there was really nothing happening, nothing doing in between TV timeouts. Lance with one for two from the free throw line. They got a layup. Noah Troy here again with a three. We mentioned the shot he had at Evansville, the three at Evansville. He made another one here, another great game from Troy. He was actually talked to the guys after the game. We'll get to it again, but no, good, good, good to see him shooting more threes and you know getting consistent with making them. Yeah, he's uh, not no, not a lot of the if he's playing the four or the five spot, not a lot of bigs know about him probably. And uh, yeah, he's not shot a lot, but he's shooting it with confidence right now. And he uh, went one for three in the first half. But, uh, yeah, it's good to see him. I'd like to, if he's, if it's uh, deep in the shot clock or if it's midway through the shot clock and he's open, go ahead and take it. Shoot with confidence. Play with confidence. Yeah, we noticed his shot, his elbow's out on it. I'm not sure how many people have actually tried to tell him about his shot before because we obviously we know we're taught growing up that that's not the way to do it. Kind of surprised that he's able to have that up until the point in his life and in, in his career People just letting it go. I wonder if they'll end up working with that. But if it goes in, it goes in. But it was just something to something to spot. People, we you know people talk about JD's free throws, and they say almost the same thing when Troy shoots threes. Um, and they matched us on a three. They went on the little five run, had a couple layups, cut up the two, and then Noah Steven had a three. He got sh- he got fouled on a three, made all of his free throws. Uh, Troy had another steal on this way. Anthony with another layup. We were up by eight, about a minute and a half left. Uh, they cut it to six. And then Steven, with 29 seconds, have made a three to give us a nine-point lead at the half. So, no, other than that, we didn't really look back after this. But, uh, like I said, they kept it close at half. Uh, it was a good overall that definitely end to the first half. Let's get into the stats. Yeah, it was a really good end and a really good effort to start because we know we've had those slow starts. And uh, our guys in the first half, uh, if you look at it, uh, there were stretches in that where we've seen lineups without Lance Jones and Marcus Damask. And uh, Marcus only played 11 minutes in that first half, which uh, we usually see that in the 18, 19-minute mark. And it's really good to see that uh, there's good things can happen when there's uh, these guys are getting stretches without those two on the court, and it's looking pretty good. Exactly. And we, we say, yeah, Marcus did not score in the first half. 
uh, you're right, and we did, we questioned at the time, obviously it happened in the Evansville game, maybe a couple minutes that Marcus didn't play, but other than that, we were trying to think the last time that we didn't have Marcus and or Lance on the court at least at one time, and this was a game that we actually got to see that, and things went well, so that, yeah, that, and granted, no matter what the, you know, who the team is, that you, you're able to do that in games, and people can still be steady. Anthony had eight points at half, four of six shooting. No, again, Kyler played a little bit. He had an offensive rebound, at least, in this first half. Only had got one shot up and had two fouls. And no, another first half of Kyler barely saw the court. Yeah, uh, he got in a little bit of foul trouble, picked up some quick fouls. And, uh, yeah, he didn't get not, didn't get going at a plus-minus, a minus-four in the first half. So uh wasn't a very good first half, but we can get to his second half in a little bit. Yeah, and we ended the end of the first half on that 9-2 to two run. Cash didn't get anything really going uh, after his quick seven points. Steven did lead us some points with 10. It was good to see him get going again offensively and hit that three. He's become definitely our best three-point shooter. And, uh, yeah, Troy with those three as well. So And he was shooting one for four. JD only got one shot up. So, like I said, with both of our two best players scoring only four total points, we were, we were doing pretty well, up nine. Uh, and the I was going to look at some stats here. At halftime, we were only shooting 25% from three. It says, I don't know if this is right, it has to be. No, we shot 23s in the first half. That is correct. Unbelievable. Five of 20, not good. But like we said, with that nine-point lead, I think our defense played really well in the first half. <clears throat> Big old time time with lead definitely trumped, trumped theirs by a whole lot. So, no, now let's jump in, into the second half. If I can get my phone up here working with it freezing on me. Yeah, so we started off doing pretty well. They had a layup to cut it to seven, and Noah Marcus had a three. We mentioned how he's he's not strictly post, but he's getting a lot of his you know his best moments so far this season. Mid-range two post, not really having a whole lot of threes, but he had two to start off this game. 5-0 run to start the second half. Cash finally got on the board once again with a layup. Marcus did have that, hit that other three. That was before the first media timeout. Tyler Stevenson had a low-key decent game in this one. Lance had a layup. This was to the point where he was able to get anything he wanted, like like he always does, getting to the rim. Nobody can stop him. Uh, even on that semi-hurt ankle, he looked just fine out there. We were up 13 at that point. Kyler, Noah, here it is. Uh, Kyler got going in this one and finally played him in the second half when we had a little bit of a lead and played really, really well. He had this dunk here. Wasn't there a picture you just showed me about that dunk that – because we, we've talked about his athleticism. He hasn't really dunked since he's been here, but he threw that one down. I think he was obviously frustrated with how he's played, and that was a decent dunk. Yeah, it was a decent dunk, and, yeah, the picture I showed you was uh, Tyler Stevenson acted pretty surprised uh, that the big fella could get up the way he did. And, yeah, it was a good – he really got going in the second half, playing with a lot of confidence. And uh, when these guys get confidence, they can play at a high level, and that's what Kyler needed right there. Yeah, and we said because he turned it over, and then Brian took him out again for uh, for uh, Anthony. And we said again, Noah, that you know at times I remember when we predicted the start of the season, I had Anthony maybe starting at the four, and then having one of the fives. And we and you preached it a lot. You have, and then at the game too, that we need to see maybe both of them on the court at the same time, and not just directly sub them out after somebody or one of them does something wrong. Yeah, they're they've started this. Uh, the pick up a quick foul, they take him out. But, uh, yeah, I thought you could play either one with anything at the four, especially if you're going to take Marcus out. That could, uh, they could, that could give a little, um, spark off that, off the bench with those. If you're going to take Lance and Marcus out at the same time, that would be a big help. 
because knowing those guys, you can feed them in the post and play in and out with Anthony or either of the bigs. Yeah, and even uh, especially since they were a big team, and we thought we actually will get to the final stats on how the rebounding went. Uh, but we were doing relatively well there. They weren't. It's kind of like the Colorado game. We weren't totally outmatched rebounding at all. Definitely not in this one. In that one, it was close. Uh, but we've we've done well in that regard, and even with their how big they were, not going totally big to match them worked out in our favor. After Kyler's dunk, there was really no points on either side for about four minutes, and then Jerome Pierre Jr. had a three. Lance matched him, and then they Waylon Napier came back right back again. Dalton had a steal between this time. Cash had another layup, but only at eleven. It was at nine at one point. Right before that, Lance another layup. Noah Dalton, I think maybe this is his first three of the season he's shot or that he's made. He shot at least six or seven of them so far. I could be wrong on that. It just seems like that. Marcus had a layup, cut our lead to 18. We really didn't look back after that. Kyler got going again offensively, which was really good. We'll get to something his mom said. His mom made a tweet after the game. That layup, Marcus had another layup, and at this point we thought maybe they should have took all of our guys out. Him and Kyler and Marcus were just trading buckets, and Noah. And after Kyler's layup, minute 38 in, we, nothing else happened after that. Troy looks like he got a couple blocks. We'll get to that. We got our subs in. Uh, Chris Cross came in, missed a jumper. The crowd was wanting that. That's how the game ended with a Will Keller block, lead, winning by 25. So um, let's get into these stats. Nora, what are your thoughts on how that second half played out? It was really good. Yeah, it was a really, really a big effort, and glad to see some of those guys got some minutes. But, uh, yeah, glad to see guys like Kyler and Anthony going in this one. And uh, one of, something I forgot to fail to mention, that uh, Isaiah Moore got a tech and got benched, did not play in the second half. So that was a big big hit to them. Uh, I know I understand it. you got to discipline some guys sometimes. But, uh, yeah, that would have been a big piece. I'm not sure if we won by 25 if he plays the second half. That's a great point. We really couldn't stop him. <clears throat> and, yeah, I mean, because at the time we were wondering it with his technical and, and like, he got, if he got a – as Fallett said, it was unsportsmanlike. He was weird that night on calls or anything else he was doing. Unsportsmanlike. And so we thought it was two two fouls on top of one. So we didn't know. And you're right. Yeah, we definitely admire, you know, people disciplining their players, you know, to an extent. You know, he just got, you know, whatever. What if the referee got a tech and you bring him out? It's not like you can all, you don't play him in the second half, especially bring him in at the end, even with however many fouls. So it, it had to have been just a discipline thing. But if you want to win, obviously you would have brought him in and like have him eat half the second half and then try to bring him in. And yeah, it got out of hand. You're right. I don't think it definitely doesn't get to 25 points if he ends up playing. So that was weird. So jumping into these stats, no, of course, uh, not a whole lot of like big scoring. We had some spread scoring. Marcus led us with 14 once again, um, shooting about 46% from the field, two of seven from three. Uh, I'm sure he would like to up that up a little bit. Four and four. So we had 14, four and four. No, we talked before about, uh, or earlier today about uh, people, because we think back to Kyler has struggled. We've thought back to our bold predictions and saying like um, him getting a double-double or him making an all-ballet team. But then that segued us into uh, thoughts of who could possibly actually on the whole team have a double double this year, Mark or Noah, and it seemed like Marcus could be that one with rebounds and points. I feel like that should happen because we're not sure anybody else could. Yeah, the closest one, if you would think, of the last couple of games is our leading rebounder would be Cash Coupet. He's a he's been in about seven eight range. He's been really rebounding, but yeah, Marcus would be the one. Um, so yeah, we're not sure if anybody can. So 
but yeah, it was a it was a good effort. We need to hit the boards. I'd like to see everybody hit the boards a little bit more. Exactly. We mentioned Cash. He is our leading rebounder. He's he's you know had effort in towards of getting one. Some of them just fell into his lap in terms of long rebounds. We'd like to see yeah definitely more people crash the glass than we do for sure. So that was Marcus's game. Uh, Noah JD in 17 minutes only shot once. He didn't really play a whole lot in the second half. Only ended up having uh, how many minutes? He had 30 or yeah 17 minutes. Yeah nothing. Nothing really doing. We kind of went small, uh, did the Troy and Marcus thing a little bit, and Anthony played a lot as well. Not a whole lot of JD in this one, but, again, not surprising really, I guess, as the game went on, even though they had some big boys. Remember, some lookalikes we were trying to figure out, some of their players. Some that are pretty big. We know JD kind of had a foul. He only had two – or he had four fouls, so that's probably why he didn't play. But we noticed he was a lot of handsy like he usually does against the bigs. Yeah, that's he plays with a lot of energy and he's a lot of aggressive. But yeah, I like the spread minutes across our bigs. I'd like to see more of that with Ant. I'd like to see Kyler get a little bit more. But yeah, he was a little bit of foul trouble. But the way the other two playing were down the stretch in the second half, we weren't going to put him back in. Exactly. And I wanted to say, in terms of efficiency, we only had one guy in the negatives, and it was Chris Cross, who barely played that one minute at the end. So everyone was positive out there. Marcus had the 15, JD was three. And PER, uh, Steven did not score in the second half. Probably could have. I mean, obviously at times we didn't need it because we we got away. It's one of those things where you don't care if something happens because of how the game plays out. It's not needed. Uh, he had a 13 efficiency, which was second on the or third on the team. But uh, Steven did get going in the first half and helped us propel to that lead, and then it, and then it went from there. Noah, uh, it's good to see Steven. Like we said, it seems like he's the 33 minutes. Seems like he's the best. He's a really good defender, and obviously he dribbled the ball down when he had to. Seems like definitely our best shooter this year. Yeah, our team is stru- struggling very, very poorly right now from three. Uh, went nine of 32, 28%. Uh, uh, not very good. Um, another thing I would like to see shooting-wise is, I know we didn't shoot a lot, and I'd like to see us get to the line more. Five of eight for 62% from the line. That's not good. If you get to the lines a couple times, maybe you uh, see the ball go in, those, a couple more of those threes get in there. But, yeah, we've been shooting it not very well this year from three. Yeah, there are only 13 total free throws in the game. That is weird. We'll revisit that. That is very weird. Uh, so not a whole lot of penetration. We know Lance loves to do that. Not a whole lot of fouls drawn. Uh, but, yeah, speaking of Lance, he did have played 24 minutes which and shot 50%, four of eight, uh, with uh, only two turnovers and three. Uh, rebounds didn't have any assists because we talked about well, Lance. If anything, it would be with rebounds if he would be a one or one that averages double or uh, double a double double. Uh, he's not really get a whole lot of assists this year. Like we said, he's kind of a shooting guard. He needs that sidekick. Dalton has provided that to an extent. Twenty four minutes though, Noah off that ankle injury when we didn't even think he was going to play. That's not too bad. Yeah, that's uh, a really good, really good effort by him pushing through that ankle ankle injury and probably it's probably still bothering him but yeah that's um like to see him shoot it a little bit better from three a couple of his threes were questionable but yeah he got back in he's starting to get back in the rhythm not practicing all week didn't expect only two turnovers so uh he's getting that down he's keeping that down so far and yeah he, he stayed out of foul trouble he's had a little bit of foul trouble so far but um good effort by lance on a banged up foot Exactly. I think that says a lot, too, with him playing like this to that level, even with a hurt ankle, potentially. So, good thing he's got a week off. So, no flashing to cash. 
he had uh, 11 points in this one. And like I said, he had that great start. But, yeah, he had those seven rebounds in this one that were key. Five offensive. Um, and he had a block and a steal. So he was pretty active in this one. We want to keep seeing that. Four of 11 from the field. We'd like that to improve. Uh, and then he was he was one of seven from three. So we hit that early three and then nothing else doing, unfortunately. I'm sure, like, if you asked him, he would want that to improve. So, uh, Noah, again, Cash, we talked multiple times recently about him finishing out that big three. I guess you could flip a coin at times with him. But Steven, he's been more efficient or in terms of more, like, scoring more in terms of adding that third piece. Uh, Cash did a good job today again. Yeah, Cash, uh, we can always tell when he's shooting because when he gets the ball, it's going up. So, uh, but, yeah, he's – He's still not shooting it great right now, but yeah, he's been a big, big piece to that lineup. We've added, inserted him since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. He's a, uh, we've not had really besides the Alcorn game, haven't really had any slow starts since we inserted him. And yeah, what he he's bringing what we've been saying all along what we needed to this team, and he's he's rebounding in, and he's just playing well, and it's going to continue. Yeah, we sound like broken records every week, and we're sorry for saying like yeah. You know, he's doing everything that's been said of him and every week. But when he's scoring like this, it's worth noticing every time, especially if he's rebounding like this as well. He's being literally what we expected him to do, um, especially at 28 minutes of time. So we're going to keep sounding like broken records because it's worth noting every week the, the good stuff that he is doing. So Noah, flashing back to a guy who, which I apologize because when we covered this game, we didn't pick any dogs or anything uh, or score predictions. That was on me. Uh, in that, but we were going to maybe know that Kyler was going to be another one. With how big they were coming in this game, we know a matchup could be an issue in terms of matchups for him once again. But no, when he got out there, and he looked frustrated at first, but when he got back in there, we said, well, don't force, you know, try and force the issue offensively or anything. Uh, but no, in 11 minutes, he had six points, three or four shooting. So, I mean, when he came in, he he did he made the most of it. Yeah, he uh, he's like he said he's he's been down on himself, struggling a little bit. I believe you had a tweet from his mom you wanted to get to, but yeah, he's been really he got going in the second half, and he just needs confidence. And these guys believe in him, and uh, the bigs have been backing him up on that. Yeah, his mom Arlene, big follower, big follower of ours, said after a tough week for my boys, seeing JD encouraging Kyler with a pat on the head, it brought a tear to my eye. They compete in practice and for playing time, yet they want the best for each other. That's what a team player looks like. And we talk before all the time, her and along with all parents throughout programs of, you know, it's awesome keeping them happy and knowing that they're happy with the, um, with how, you know, their child is involved in the program. So we love to see that. Yeah. JD seems like we mentioned the energy he provides. He's definitely a leader provides that everyone wants the best for Tyler. Cause obviously we won't be able to go far as far as we want without him doing that. She hashtag go dogs, which is the Georgia thing so we'll have to take that off we'll have to talk to somebody so yeah that was good to see so we flashed it back who's next to talk about on this as i go back on it uh who else did the best in the game oh actually let's segue to troy real fast no because i saw he had five steals in this game yeah he was uh or yeah five steals five rebounds um three assists and only scored three points but yeah he's he's doing what a freshman needs to do to get more minutes and get comfortable on this team. And that's what he's doing. And it's a positive this team. And he's going to continue to get more minutes. He played 20. I believe that's probably a season high. Might have played a little bit more the last game since we went smaller, if I remember correctly. But, yeah, this is what we need. We know we got taken out of the game. He missed a big big opportunity to dunk the ball, missed it. 
got taken out. But, yeah, he'll learn from that. Maybe next time go with two hands because he was throwing down in warm-ups. As I said, they like to do that in warm-ups. Struggled shooting the ball a little bit, but you can tell that this kid's more comfortable and he's going to make an impact. Yeah, he definitely, you can just tell when he is in the passing lanes, you know, he was doing that, he was holding the ball, you know, he was actually one, again, have good quality on-ball defense, and settled, I remember we were maybe going to go on transition or something, but it wasn't the right opportunity, he brought it back out, and uh, gave it to Dalton or something to, to uh, run the offense, so, yeah, it's getting better and better each and every week, um, we mentioned he was the player of the game after the fact. Uh, yeah, he just he's just looking. I mean, comfortability is what something we've been preaching. And you mentioned the dunk he had. Yeah, and I like that he took him out right away, telling him that obviously either lay it up or you know obviously if you're gonna dunk it, dunk it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. He should have. You mentioned in warmups they need to be dunking like they are in warmups. I know it's in game, so and whatever eyes are on you know all that stuff, so you don't really finish it. But definitely needs to happen. But other than that, he's been he's been tremendous. He's been everything you want from a bench player, let alone being that young. So. We're proud and we knew it. I mean, pretty much coming into the year, like we've talked about, he was kind of the one that le- that was least talked about, yet uh, had a feeling, and just going back and watching his film, that he seems steady. He seems like a playmaker. Obviously, he's gotten bigger. He's, his role's different now than it had been outside of his senior year. So, yeah, he's fitting that well and just, yeah, more and more comfortable for Troy. No adult in 23 minutes. One of four shooting, but again, he's rebounding well against six rebounds, four assists. He's doing all the little stuff. That's not scoring. He had a uh, 10 efficiency and 11, about 11 usage percentage. So he only had three points as well, but no adult in 23 minutes. Did everything else you needed him to do. Yeah, three, six, and four, and only one turnover taking care of the ball as that um, second guy or maybe some most of the time main uh, ball handler. And, yeah, this is the – we know he's not scoring at the rate he was as a freshman, not shooting the ball as, as well as he was last year. But, yeah – I think uh, if he maybe gets the free throws line a couple times, maybe in the first half, see that ball go in and a couple of those will drop. But, yeah, he's doing and especially what he does on the defensive side. He guards usually maybe if Lance Kent isn't fully healthy, he'll be guarding the best guard in these next couple games. And, yeah, it's great to see that he's still playing hard. And uh, even though he's struggling on the off- offensively, shooting-wise, uh, he's still a big part of this team. Yeah, and it seems like it seems like every time he like he sets the offense or brings the ball on the court, he's not gonna like turn it over. He's not gonna. He seems steady. He's, he's able to handle the ball well. We've preached on his ability to do that, and probably what the coaches love about him because we talked about well, if we're bringing in a guard, maybe wanting to be able to handle the ball. Dalton's been able to do that pretty pretty well. So that's how that went outside of the guys that came in at the end. No, we only allowed them to shoot thirty four percent from the field, which I think says a lot. We've mentioned before on the stats that we're. We are number one out of the, all the Valley teams and holding certain teams to a certain percentage or less. We shot 42, but, uh, yeah, we shot 12 threes. What was it? We were 5 of 20 in the first half. We ended 9 of 32, so went 4 for 12 in the second half. Not terrible, but, yeah, it's one of those things we mentioned. Definitely if Trent comes back and his ability to shoot, no telling how it will be in general with missing all this time. But, no, we mentioned how multiple times we're not able to shoot the ball that well. And once that happens, we'll get out of scoring in the 60s all the time because that's exactly what we average. I think 66 is what we had. That's what we average. Once these three start to fall, Steven leads the way with that. Cash starts to get his to fall and everybody else. You know, we will be tough to beat because we'll be scoring, hopefully in the 70s, to outscore a lot of teams with our defense. 
Yeah, that's uh, we're playing in the, the mid sixties to fifties right now, and that's what that's what we expect a Brian Mullins coach team to do. They're going to play their butts off on the defensive side, and they're going to win fifty fifty balls. Which there was a lot of fifty fifty balls we won the other night because uh, they weren't willing to dive on the floor like we were. Kyler did a lot a couple times in the second half. Um, he was playing at a high level, and yeah, defense is going to be key. Um, we know defense travels, not always time shooting the ball to travel. So travels in tough gyms like Bradley and Illinois State, we struggle a little bit to shoot recently. Those are bad rims. Yeah, it's bad rims. But, uh, yeah, it's going to travel, and you're going to be able to hold some teams to points, and maybe your defense or your offense can get going in parts of the valley. You're right. You mentioned the 50-50 balls. Uh, Brian was asked about it mentioned that. There were some, some, some that they would have liked to have in the game, but definitely did a good job on that. He always preaches – the job. We'll get to some quotes here in a second. We mentioned the 13 combined free throws, which is very weird. Uh, not a whole lot of officiating. We know they had to review certain ones, review, but we didn't uh, have a lot of issues with the refereeing uh, tonight. Maybe on some offensive fouls. Some more offensive fouls were questionable. So definitely some arguments on our bench and in the crowd. Uh, but no, here's the biggest thing. Rebounds. We out-rebounded them by 14, knowing how big they were. And it's not like, you know, we shot so well or they shot so well, you know, they, they didn't shoot so well. So that's where we get a lot of defensive rebounds. We only had a three lead in that 15 offensive boards. Tough to say, you know, if we'll have that again this season, because that's a lot. Yeah. That's 15 extra opportunities. And that will win you ball games. If you're hitting the boards on both ends, especially on the offensive end, if you can grab a, a couple of, a couple extra, extra possessions, that'll be big in Valley games. And yeah, if we're going to rebound at that pace, that's what's going to help us win ball games in this league. Yeah, 15 offensive boards translated to, along with everything else, 13 second chance points. Uh, yeah, I think obviously if you're able to out, out rebound a team like that and have 15 offensive boards, you know, the score actually warranted that. You win by 25, that's usually the case of, of what's going to happen. And teams will definitely, this just happens to you in general, teams will have a lot more second half chance points on those 15. Offensive rebound. So we had 20 bench points that only matched their four. We mentioned their their uh, team had to come in here. Nolan, who was that one? 55 that came in. He seemed young. Uh, seemed like a stud, though. He's talented. I'm sure he, he came in. But Isaiah Moore, we mentioned that, didn't play in the second half. That probably had a lot to do with in general. But their bench had to come up and play good, and they really didn't. We matched them there for sure. Or outdid them there for sure. They had seven blocks, though. So I think – uh, what's his name? Moore had half of those, it seemed like. Uh, so what are some of the fast break points? We mentioned how we didn't really – zero fast break points for a team like that. I think it's interesting with our – and good, same good for our transition defense. 15 points off their turnovers. Yeah, again, here, if we're not shooting threes and making threes, points in the paint, 34, about more – definitely more about more than half of our points came in the paint. So I uh, mentioned the technical foul in the game was Isaiah so Noah, definitely a good game. Uh, overall thoughts, and we might jump into their box score maybe of who led them in turnovers. Yeah, it's a big time, big time win to get back and continue get on a little winning streak here. And uh, yeah, it's a big time performance. Uh, the bench gives you what you're gonna need in this league to win games. And uh, yeah, that's the main reason why we won this game by 25. Our bench came, brought us extra juice, and really got us going. Waiting till your best players are struggling to get going in the first half, and now they're getting going. Once they get going, this team's going to be hard to beat, and if your bench plays like that, good luck. Exactly, and 
uh, overall, yeah, like we said, from beginning to end, definitely a quality game overall from everybody. Like we said, when it was second half and we had, at the end of the first half, when we were only up by nine and our two best players had combined four, people were people were uh, up to the challenge. The next man stepped up. So in some quotes here, uh, Brian said, I'm proud of our guys. I thought, I thought defensively that tonight was our most complete 40 minutes of the season. Our guys did a great job of sticking to the game plan. Southern Miss is a very athletic team, and they do a great job on the offensive glass. We did a really good job rebounding tonight. Offensively, we moved the ball the right way. We had some open shots that we didn't make, but I was pleased overall. Everyone contributed, and everyone had an impact. Uh, he said Southern Miss kind of made, had made a couple of tough two-pointers, but in the second half, we didn't give them any easy shots. They had a couple of guards make some step backs, and we contested all of their passes, which was huge. That allowed us to create some turnovers and then get out and run in transition. Uh, Marcus talked, and he said, uh, Anthony was huge for us. He gave us the lift that we needed in the first half. I thought Troy played well, and overall our bench brought the energy for us. So, yeah, that's how we outscored them 17-1 down the stretch to seal that victory. So, like I said, coming to this, we didn't know if Lance was going to play. It was going to be challenging, but he did play, and we got the job done by a big margin of victory. Uh, Southern Miss was a decent team. We'll be Like we said, every team we play, win or lose to, we'll follow the rest of the year and how, it, how that win actually looks for us or loss looks for us down the road. So, uh, no, that's how our game went pretty well. Like we said, we'll, we'll sneak peek to the uh, Golden Hurricanes here in a second. Uh, let's check around the Valley. How did everyone else do this weekend? Yeah, I will say the attendance was 45-13. Uh, not great. Uh, we know that it was a late game, so that might affect it. But we do know the dog pond was out in full force. I know it was free pizza. That kind of gets into the game, but – not very many home games with the students in town. It was good to see the dog pound back. Yeah, good point. They're they're always good. They're active on Twitter. Even the coaches, uh, you know, quote it and talk about it. Brian said, "Thank you, Salute Nation, for making the Van Terra Center true home court advantage. No better place to be on a Saturday night." Uh, yeah, you mentioned the eight eight o'clock start. I think that did have something to do with it. Maybe uh, it wasn't too cold outside. Uh, but you said that it was in the forty forty three hundreds, and the place fits what eight thousand. Yeah. So. Around so a little over halfway. At some point, definitely conference season. Hopefully, we sell that just about sell that place out. It's hard to do, but or I know around the valley, what everybody else do. Yeah, some really good opportunities the valley had this weekend. Um, starting with a good opportunity, a good win. Indiana State takes down Miami, Ohio, a, a quality MAC program in Miami, Ohio, 69-68. Um, very good. Cam Henry, 21. We we talked about him getting going. And uh, it was a crazy game. Um, I don't know if anybody saw this, but as late with like 1.6 seconds, Hooper Knees hits a game-winning layup. And as time, it was at, and then Miami, Ohio hit a half-court shot, but it was after time expired. Wow. I, I remember you mentioned that to me. That is brutal. Brutal. That's a great game, though. Shout out to Sycamores for getting that. Yeah, Cooper Knees, we talked about uh, – Cam Henry led them in scoring, but Cooper Needs definitely has to be that other go-to scorer. That is tough. Layup and then that is tough for Ohio. Uh, then um, another one, we this team, Evansville expected to win. Um, they hosted Tennessee Tech, um, beat them 59-51, led by Shamar Givens and Jawan Newton, both had 15 apiece. And uh, Antoine Smith Jr. got going, 12 points, all from three. So what he does, and Blake Sisley, a good freshman, 12 points off the bench. Yeah, we mentioned definitely their ability to score, and Givens definitely didn't do to them like he did to us. 
Uh, but yeah, if Newton's able to match him, Smith got going. We didn't see him four for six. Thankfully, we didn't see a whole lot of that. Yeah, Sicily. Uh, I don't recall him. Yeah, he didn't play against us, right? He played very, very seldom. Seldom. Uh, Sisley played seldom. Yeah, twelve point. That's huge. That's that's kind of the stuff they they need. Uh, and we mentioned Phillips, his ability to be a decent freshman. I, and just segueing back to Ohio, I just look back to their schedule. They lost by one to Cincinnati, who we know killed Illinois. So Ohio's been through some tough games this year. So yeah, Evansville, that's a good one. Yeah, then another one we expect to win. Uh, they're never they're not on our schedule anymore. But Bradley beat the crap out of. SIUE, the little sister school we like to call them. Um, Terry Roberts, great again, 17 points, four steals, four assists. Um, Jason Kent had 13, Deshaun 11, Rink Mass had nine, nine, nine points, nine rebounds, and three blocks. Um, local product, who we know, seen play in person, Rayshon Taylor had 22 for SIUE. And I know the SIUE coach said after the game, um, which shows a lot of respect to the Valley, that uh, – Bradley's the most physical team they've played all year, and they had Creighton and Marquette on their schedule already. Yeah, it's saying a lot, and you're right. We don't play Edwardsville anymore. We'd like to play them over some of these D2 teams or something just because. And you mentioned the Little Sister School. It's not really a rivalry at all, but just playing them here or there um, has always had been fun in the past. Yeah, Rayshon Taylor, yeah, we have seen him play. He's a stud. He didn't play a whole lot last year. He redshirted. Now he's here scoring 17 a game. Definitely unbelievable. And then, yeah, Bradley got a lot of people in this game. Physicality, I'm definitely – Bradley is a team, they're four and five. But if we can't stop Roberts, who was the newcomer of the week, I wanted to say Givens was the player of the week, obviously, for his performance. If he's doing that, and when you look at their lineup and what they have, uh, they definitely will be a problem this year. Teams are saying that about him. I 100% think that will be the case. They will be tough. So we'll be seeing Bradley down the road. Tough, tough games. Yeah, then a uh, big disappointment up in normal. Uh, a lot of Illinois State fans on Twitter calling for firing of Dan Mueller again. They lose to Jackson State. Not a good, not a good look for the Redbirds after coming off a huge win with the lone conference game in December and beating Missouri State on their home floor. Then they lay an egg against Jackson State. If they're not good, Josiah Strong did not live up to his last game. One for five from three. And this one, yeah, Jackson State, I mean, you shouldn't lose to a 2-6 and six team, but we I say that we almost lost to an 0-4 team at home. So they almost had the same – they pretty much did have the same case. Yeah, Reeves did not get going offensively. He had 14 on 14. Yeah, they didn't really have any help. They had – well, they had Schmidt off the bench with 9. They had decent bench points. They just couldn't defend, I guess. Low scoring, bad shooting game. So, uh, yeah, they're 4-5 and five now. We mentioned how they might be okay, but we expect to sweep them this year. Yeah, then a, uh, another missed opportunity – opportunity uh, Missouri State hosted uh, 12th ranked BYU uh, fell fell to BYU 74-68 um, it was a really good game um, but uh, they could not pull it out Alex Barcelo led BYU past them with 21 and I believe uh, Milwaukee transferred T. John Lucas with 17 um, so uh, not a good shooting game for Donovan Clay shot uh, I believe 2 of 10 had 6 points 8 points then uh, Isaiah Mosley. Did he um, get hurt? That's what I'm looking at minutes. Played seven minutes, so had to get hurt. Yeah, no foul. So I'd say. Zero points. Isn't that interesting? I don't know if it was just a, a benching. He had to have gotten hurt. We haven't. We follow people around the valley, and we haven't really seen that, I guess. Uh, that obviously, they only lost by six. Yeah, if he plays, they arguably win. You know, he gets a lot of shots, so a lot of things 
maybe don't fall their way. Yeah, Donovan shooting that way with 34 minutes isn't great, but they did have some bench contributions. Noah Manette and Lukai Patterson had a combined, my math's right, 35, and shot really efficient. So they gave them a chance to win with Isaiah not playing prim. Did all he could to an extent. BYU is tough. That's a we talked about their season they've had so far. That'd have been great with being at home. Mosey plays that maybe is a winner. Yep. Then the uh, the final game is Saturday in the Valley, the City Championship. Uh, Loyola takes down undefeated DePaul, sixty-eight, sixty-four. They are they run that city. They say now so a big time win for Valentine and his staff. Yeah, Chris Knight continues to be a problem. We will have to mess with him this year. He is a stud, had 13, second on the team. Yeah, Lucas, 15. That's that's tough. DePaul, to go back, let's look at uh, Freeman Liberty. Only had seven in 34 minutes. Interesting. I don't think they have. They have uh, Do they have anybody else that we're familiar with? On I'm trying to look at the roster. They only played eight guys. So they didn't really put up a five when Loyola's playing uh, 11 guys over here. So. Uh, it only was a four-point victory, but Loyola does show who's the best team. I'm, they could they could probably beat Northwestern too. They're probably the best team in Chicago, without a doubt. Absolutely. Then mm-hmm. going on to Sunday for the Valley, uh, really had a couple decent opportunities. Valpo took advantage of one, um, went on the road at Western Michigan, um, beat them seventy-one sixty. As we know, Kithier was huge again. I believe he had um, nineteen points to lead them away. Sheldon Edwards really good again. And Cricky, eight rebounds. And uh, former former Valpo player himself, Malik McMillan, had 12 for Western Michigan. I think that had to be that had to be a reason why they had put them on the schedule. That's funny. Yeah, he uh, what did he end up with? Yeah, 12. So that's funny. I'm sure they correlated that in that kind of way, maybe, or just a coincidence. I don't know. But then Drake, uh, but, but, sorry, yeah. Sheldon Edwards, if he they're able to have him come off the bench, I think that will be key this year. And you mentioned some news with Valpo recently. Yeah, Kobe King has been approved by the NCAA, and I believe they play tomorrow night. So he was approved and dealing with injuries, so he was dealing with both of those, trying to get the waiver in play. So I thought it was the play right away COVID thing. I guess not. I thought no, was he was uh, with his no with his decision. To, he left Wisconsin, went to Iowa State, and left. I think he went to Iowa State or something, and left them. Um, he had to miss like the first nine or ten games of the year. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. And they have a non-D1 game tomorrow night, so uh, that'd be a good first game to get him back into action. Exactly, and uh, well, I thought he went to – I thought he went in conference in the Big Ten. I thought he went Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska it was. So, uh, but he left them immediately, too, so he had to clear get cleared by the NCAA. He needs to make up his mind. Remember just seeing him play Illinois, and he was good. It's crazy how he's just bounced around. Of course, he's found a home in the Valley. Uh, and then, Noah, let's get to the uh, – well, let's get to Northern Iowa's loss. Yeah, then Northern Iowa a uh, had a no Austin Fife in this one, so uh, they lost to Richmond, a really solid A10 team, um, sixty to fifty two. Um, thought it was close throughout, but uh, I believe is it Tyler Burton twenty six for twenty six points for uh, Richmond to lead them past you and I. I believe uh, no one really got going on you and I this time. No, especially with five playing, they added uh, Cole Henry, freshman, 6'9", got in the game. Didn't do a whole lot. I'm sure he did his best. Pickford didn't score. Yeah, A.J. Green needed to keep up. A, a bad shooting game for him again. He rebounded, though, only six points, two of 12 in 37 minutes. Yeah, they could have done better 
And they're 2-5 and five, even after beating St. Bonaventure. I think that shows the team they could be along with that. They've been definitely inconsistent. Only lost by eight, though, and all that. Richmond, we know, has been a decent team. Probably not as good as what they've been. But uh, that was a close. You and I played nothing but close games, it seems like. Yeah, that's what that's what they're going to be a lot of games close if they're not going to play up to their expectations. Uh, then in the final game, um, Drake hosted the newly D1 St. Thomas out of Minnesota. Tucker DeVries had 21 points to lead them past St. Thomas. Uh, Shanquan Hempel, uh, a.k.a. Tank, had 17-7 and seven to help them beat St. Thomas. So the Bulldogs are looking pretty strong. Yeah, and I, I know you mentioned the last time that Murphy – uh, Tremel Murphy maybe would have, or at the time was leading the Larry Bird Award. Potentially he's playing good. He didn't play so good in this one. 35 points. Yeah, DeVries had to step up because Noah Roman pinned. There's some big news on him. He didn't play in this game, so obviously something happened in practice. Yeah, uh, he has a small fracture in the same foot he hurt last year at the end of the year, so uh, he could miss. I think if I were uh, – if I were to guess, I think a small fracture like that, I think I looked into it, it's like six to eight, six to eight weeks, so uh, it's uh, not good for Drake. No, if anything, he could be back around Arch Madness. It sucks because we want to beat these teams, and obviously, you know, at their best, and then you have Drake, who has high expectations this year, and now he goes down again. They're going to miss uh, Yesifu, who's a Kansas, we know, and then Akinwole, like we said, we recruited. He's going to have to be huge going forward. Sturts, if he's coming off the bench and dropping 17, you know, 6 of 10 from the field, they'll live with that. I think they can get by with that, and that's important. He is. That just means DeBreeze, yeah, we'll have to go into the lineup and be as good as he has. 6, 7, 2, 10. He will be the utmost issue. I think, obviously, I can see us still, like, at least splitting with them, at least. If they had 10, it could be different. So that's huge news around the Valley. It's probably talked about. Uh, in circles around the valley, so that is huge. So we'll keep an eye out for all this stuff. Uh, so that's how the team's fair. We'll get it. When we have our next pod at the end of the week, we'll preview how they're doing during this week, Noah. But there was also net rankings came out. How the valley team's doing that? Yeah, the net new net rankings came out for the first time this year. Um, it was uh, good to see where everybody stands. Uh, SIU came in at 135, so that's pretty good, I would say. Uh, interesting to see where we land. Loyola was at 25. Um, if I can throw for us up here, do you have it in front yeah, of Yeah, Drake was at 87. I wonder whoever they play, if that pin in, we'll see how much that pin injury uh, affects them. Yeah, so only two top 100s, those two, and that's reasonable. But it's interesting with, uh, I don't have the exact numbers, I just have what Mike tweeted about the other ones. Um, wherever, like you and I, we know you and I, you know, has played a lot of good teams. I'm sure he said that three NBC teams are 128 through 148. Who is that third team if you have it in front of you? Yeah, Missouri State is at 128. Like I said, we're at 135. Indiana State, 148. Then we go Valpo, 215. Bradley, 240. UNI, 246. Illinois State, 272. And Evansville at 280. Not a good uh, look for the Valley. No, it's not. We Everyone's been saying that. And, uh was one of those years we thought we'd be a whatever, you know, bid team. And it's not looking great so far. Definitely for at-larges. Someone's going to have to beat someone great. We're not sure who everyone plays of the utmost. MTV, MTEs are out of the way. Missouri State had a great opportunity. So, yeah, we're not getting a lot of those opportunities. And we know we get uh, one, obviously, even this weekend. And then, Noah, I just remember going back. John Rothstein tweeted something about uh, San Francisco, that they're undefeated. 
and he had something about one of their players and how good he is that whoever plays him this year will struggle. He said if San Francisco makes the NCAA tournament, whoever scouts the Dons will have nightmares of Jamari Bouya, who averages 19 and really great, and they're 9-0. So that's someone that could be a win for us down the road, on the road, that could propel us better than a lot of these other teams in terms of uh, how their seasons have, are faring. We know we beat Colorado, and you and I has that win. So some there's some good wins in there, but yeah, not looking good, I agree, to start out with. So that's all of this. Is there any other news around the Valley? Like we said, that pin one's pretty big. There's I mean, not. So that's everything, pretty much how we what we got this week. But we will sneak peek the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. That's a weird nickname, kind of a thrown-together nickname, it seems like, Golden Hurricanes. But it is what it is. We know they're an American team. We know they're, they're fairly decent every year. Uh, Noah, what's a quick thing on that? Yeah, the Golden Hurricanes, as you said, a former Valley team. So a throwback Valley game here against Tulsa. They're 4-4. Four and four. They have some quality wins, though, so uh, it's going to be a good test Saturday night. Or yeah. Saturday afternoon, I should say. They play uh, LMU. What is that? Uh, Loyola Marymount. Loyola Marymount. And or they, Louisiana Monroe. One of those. They just lost to Boise State, who I want to say, before I look at the records, a decent team. They're 500. So uh, they're obviously beatable, and we'll get to this. It's a 1 o'clock game on Saturday. Uh, they play Alcorn State after us in Colorado State, so it's ironic that you know we everyone plays you know the same teams that play other teams that you play. It's ironic throughout, and but we know they got a talented senior on there. And like we said, it'll be a tough test going on the road. It's, it's good we get a week in between, uh, but that'll be a game to add to the resume. So like we said, a, a great game this past Saturday night. Uh, throughout some, you know, some all around contributions, like Brian was saying. A lot of good stuff to take from reboundings, rebounding and all the stuff that we have been struggling even at times and turnovers especially. It's a good all-around win, no final thoughts. Yeah, it's good to see our bench gets going. Uh, we can win ball games without our best players scoring their averages and uh, giving that extra juice off that bench. Good to see Kyler get going. Good to see Troy continuing what he's doing. Good to see Anthony get more minutes. So um, big win. Let's continue. Let's get healthy. I know it's finals week, so uh, get those finals, get ready for those finals. I'm sure um, they're in the in the classroom studying, getting ready for those finals. Yeah, and Brian even mentioned uh, quickly that uh, it's important to get the good dog pound in this past weekend because people going home for the holidays because our next game is I think on the 15th at home against Semo, so people will be away. So that'll be the one time we got the good dog pound out of the way. So yeah, it'll be a test. The five and three dogs going in there, keeping this thing rolling. Yeah, we don't know the status of Trent. Uh, hope maybe he practices this week. We didn't get a presser. We might get a presser. But other than that, hopefully Trent might play. And if it's not, we'll just roll with the guys we keep having. So we're we're picked 85% to lose. So we'll get into all that stuff on Friday. So until then, Nick Malone. No alerts. Go dogs.